Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 28 of Revelation chapter 13, and we're going to be reading verses 15 and 16. Revelation 13, beginning in verse 15. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak, and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And I'll stop reading there. And we're uh, discussing the time of the Great Tribulation, the time of Satan's loosing, when the church takes on the image of Satan. And, and God calls this the image of the beast. And we were looking at the beginning of verse 15 in our last study that he had power to give life unto the image of the beast. And we saw that that word really should not be translated as life. Of the many times it's used in the New Testament, it's only translated here as life. But it it should rather be translated as spirit. It's the Greek word translated as spirit. It's the same word referring to the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost is a translation of this Greek word. And, and it's saying that Satan had the power to give spirit unto the image of the beast. And, and no wonder, um, the Bible speaks of another spirit in 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 4. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. And all these are synonyms for the type of gospel that is taught. If we were to teach uh, faithfully and and truly, and the things we say are supported by the Bible, then that is preaching Jesus, or that is preaching the Spirit of God, or or that is preaching the true gospel. But if we distort and pervert and and twist the Bible, and of course this is done all the time today, it, we could spend a long time talking about the many variations that uh, people come up with. And man is amazing in that sense, in a perverted way, in his ability to um, develop error and to develop wrong understanding. It, it's incredible in some ways when we look at the Christian world, the professed Christian world. Yes, there's the church and then there's the many ministries outside of the church and, and just the uh, overwhelming assortment uh, of doctrinal errors on just about every point. God, of course, teaches one truth. There's one Lord. There's one God, one Bible, one gospel. 
and yet uh, you can take any chapter, any uh, scripture you like, and uh, no matter what it's teaching, it could be on the Sunday Sabbath, or it could be on marriage and divorce, or or a woman's role in teaching, or uh, what, whatever it is, you can take that, and you will find just just dozens and dozens of other teachings on that verse that are mistaken, that are wrong, that are false, and and you will have all kinds of churches that support it, all kinds of Christian ministries that that support that erroneous idea, all kinds of spirits as um second corinthians 11 refers to it another spirit not the true spirit of god and and well this is the world that um we live in and we've been living in it for some time through the great tribulation into the day of judgment we're accustomed to the the sea of deceit the the ocean of wickedness in spiritual matters, we know uh, of the enormous amount of false teaching, false gospels, false Christ, false spirits that are out there. And and why is it? It's always been the case that there's always been uh, error and falsehood, but especially at the time of the end, uh, it was God's plan to loose Satan, to give him free reign to a large degree in the world and especially in the church to uh, to destroy it and, and uh, or destroy the image of God that it once reflected and to make the church after his own image and likeness and and that's why there's such incredible um, lies that are numerous and everywhere in Christendom, in the professed Christian world of churches and ministries, and uh, they're, they're just everywhere because the church has been patterned after the image of the beast. Now, again, remember, he had power to give spirit unto the image of the beast. Not the Holy Spirit, but the spirit of Satan. Remember, what we read in Ephesians 2, in Ephesians 2, and verse 2, wherein in time past he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. The evil spirit, the prince of the power of the air is Satan, He's a spirit being, and and so he gives spirit to the image. It, it's the spirit of of error. It's the spirit of um, perversion of lies, and and this is a big reason that God commands us. He he doesn't say it would be a good thing if, but God tells us in. The first epistle of John in First John chapter four, we read and and I'll read a few verses here, beginning in verse one. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Now, again, 
remember that spirit is a synonym for Christ. Christ is the word. Spirit is a synonym for gospel. So God is saying, beloved, believe not every gospel. Believe not every word or every teaching. And, and that phrase, believe not, doesn't mean that we just dismiss it and, and we say, well, I'm not going to listen to you. No, God go, uh, explains a little further. Believe not means check it out, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Is this the spirit of Christ? Is this um, preaching I hear Christ? Is it truth? Is it is it the faithful word of God? The only way to determine that is to check it out. And we do that by opening our Bibles. We, we hear what someone's saying, and then we go and search it out. And, and we take the verse they're referring to, we compare the scriptures in the verse with other places, and we pray for wisdom and we ask God's guidance. Oh Lord, help us, lead us into truth. And normally, even though we're living at a time where God says, um, oh, how did he put that? In Matthew 24, in Matthew 24, in verse 22, and except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake those days shall be shortened. And, and then verse 23, then if any man shall say unto you, lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. And again, that's the same language of 1 John 4. It means check it out. It means try the spirits. And then verse 24, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect, if it were possible. But it's not possible for an elect child of God to be deceived by these lies of Satan. Oh yes, we can be wrong on a doctrine. We we can make a mistake for a time, but God is is carefully uh, watching over us. Um, he he is our protection. He is our shield. He is our safety. And and God, for instance, is the one that protected His people during the time leading up to May twenty one. If any were in a church. Well, it was, it was just absolutely necessary. They get out. But who can say that all the elect got out? Maybe one, uh, or two or a handful. Maybe they, they stayed. No, no. God would make sure it's not possible for Satan to deceive the elect. He can come close. He, he's a master imposter and he, tries to mix lies with truth and and to make his gospel, his spirit, his Christ seem like the real genuine article. Uh, um, he comes like an angel of light, but it's not possible because the Lord has made it that his people hear his voice and they do not hear the voice of a stranger. They will not follow the stranger's voice. 
they follow the voice of Christ. That, that true, um, word that, that is the Lord speaking. That when Christ speaks, he speaks the truth. And that is the characteristic of the voice of Christ. When Satan speaks, the voice of a stranger, he speaks a lie. And that's characteristic of him. And, and so God has opened up the ears of his people to be sensitive to the truth and to discern the truth. Uh, again, remember the scriptures like Ecclesiastes 8, 5 and 6. Um, a wise man's heart discerneth both time and judgment. And, and so God is the one who makes sure of that. He, he gives the wise, his elect people, the ability to hear, yes, it's time. It's the time for the end of the church age. It's time to get out there for. It's the time for judgment day. I, I need to get serious with God and go to the Lord and beseech Him for mercy, um, for all it's worth before that day, May 21, 2011 come. God gives the elect those types of leadings where He does not with those that are not elect. The non-elect, they hear the church, which is after the image of the beast. They hear the church saying, no man knows the day or hour. With one voice, it was amazing, incredible, how consistent and how unified the corporate church was with one voice. I really can't remember a dissenting voice, a dissenting opinion on this topic, whenever it would come up, whenever the news media would go to the Lutheran or the Episcopalian or the Presbyterian or the Catholic or to the seminary for, um, I'm putting uh, the little quote marks up, their authority on the subject of knowing the the time of the end, they would quote with with the same voice no man knows the day or hour and and i've said this before and i mean it with all my heart that in itself ought to give people pause concerning that doctrine if if this church this end time church it's not the church of our fathers it's not the church of the reformers it's the church of the falling away it's the apostate church it's the church pattern and fashion after the image of the beast. It's the church that is wrong on just about every point of doctrine that the Bible comes up with. And it's wrong on salvation. It's wrong on baptism. It's wrong on um, just just point after point after point. And if this church that that cannot find the truth because the light of the gospel has been put out within it, and that this church that has been given over to blindness, this church that God has sent strong delusion to, that they should believe a lie because they have not the love of the truth, if this church says with one voice, 100% confidently, no man knows a day or hour, then I would say 
that uh, that is strong evidence that they're wrong because they don't speak in unison about any doctrine. They don't speak the truth on practically any point of the word of God any longer, uh, although they, they uh, I maybe that's a little too much. I'm sure there's still a handful of churches out there that may still adhere to some reform doctrines, and those doctrines could be correct it, to some degree, even though some of the reform doctrines concerning faith, even though they believe in election, they mix with some error. They still encourage people to exercise, they wouldn't call it their free will, but to exercise faith. Uh, I remember being taught in um, a seminary that would have said that they were believers in election, that you you believe like a Calvinist, but you preach like an Arminian. And, and that is the confusion that that is out there in the church world, and and that's how the uh, they understand. They they really don't understand the faith of Christ as far as salvation goes. That that's something God opened up at the time of the end. In very few churches, if any, understand that point of truth that the Bible presents. But, but, all right, I don't have to say that the church is wrong about everything. Maybe they could be correct. Of course, it doesn't matter if they are correct on everything. If the Spirit of God has left them, it's of no profit. But it's certainly true that this church overall, in general, as a whole, is blind on, on practically every point of biblical truth. And, it is just a, a sort of a confirmation to me that if they say all in agreement that no man knows the day or hour, well, my feeling is why would Satan want to put forth that doctrine through his emissaries? Because they are, remember, ministers of righteousness. The church is filled with emissaries of Satan with those that come trying to be ministers of the true gospel but uh, we know from the time we're living in that God has ended the church age and and all that remains are tares and and so it was the tares that are teaching no man knows a day or hour and but anyway I, I guess I suppose I've emphasize that enough. But again, God would tell us here in 1 John 4, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are going out into the world. And then in verse 2, hereby know ye the spirit of God, every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come in the fleshes of God, and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the fleshes, not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. And then um, in verse 6, We are of God, he that knoweth God heareth us, he that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And that's the word translated as delusion 
in Second Thessalonians 2.11, the spirit of delusion, the, the spirit of truth, and the spirit of error. Christ, of course, is the spirit of truth. Satan is the spirit of error. And and that is the spirit that's in view. In Revelation 13, 15, he had power to give spirit unto the image of the beast. What a sorrowful thing it is that we live in this day in many ways, uh, that, that this is the spiritual condition of all churches all over the earth. It's sorrowful. But it's also, of course, um, it, it's necessary. Uh, these things had to happen at some point in time before the end of the world. God wrote about the loosing of Satan, the image made to the beast, and and the great tribulation period, the judgment on the churches. He wrote about judgment day on the unsaved people of the earth. And they had to take place before all scripture could be fulfilled and before God's people are taken out of this world and, and into the new heaven and new earth. Uh, I know when I read Revelation 13, I'm sure it's true with many of you, we know uh, absolutely what's being said. We can we can visualize this through all the things that, that are being taught by the churches today. The tongues, the falling over backwards, the holy laughter, and, and so forth. It, it's a church designed and made over in the image of Satan. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.